Everything had to be my way. And this is where we've ended up. And it's all because of me that we're here now. Hungry. And cold. And hunted. Hello, club members. I'm Chris, and I ate tinfoil today, and now my life is over. <laughs> and I'm Kate, and I recently started ironically watching Gossip Girl, although it's been like a week, so I don't think ironically, it's ironic anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's magnificent. So wait, oh my God. I actually, I came up with our, I'm trying to remember what they were. I came up with our Gossip Girl names. <gasps> I'm Avery Rockefeller. The fuck? <laughs> they have names okay. like that. Okay. And you're Vera Vandersloot. Vera Vandersloot? <laughs> yes. Oh my God. I'd be referred to as V. You would be. VV. Uh, Avery and Vera. Frenemies or more? Oh gosh. XO, XO. Nope. Just enemies. Gossip Girl is amazing, though. It was spoiled for me, though. Like someone told me who know. Gossip Girl was, I and I, I don't care. will never forgive that Does person. Does it matter? It doesn't. It does. It all right. It neither life. matters nor makes sense. We're not going to spoil it here. <laughs> we're not going to spoil it here. We're not. Although we will spoil some things. To be. We're clear, gonna spoil other. We're things. gonna spoil the Blair Witch. We're gonna spoil in game, Game of Thrones. No. <laughs> <laughs> Dumbledore dies. Oh gosh. <laughs> no, we're not gonna spoil in game. We're not gonna spoil. Game of Thrones. However, we are spoiling the Blair Witch Project because this is the podcast where we watch horror films periodically, more or less, whenever <laughs> we get the chance, and then we talk about them. Correct. And we talk about story, production, reception, relevance, and pop culture. And we do spoil it, although I feel like the statute of limitations for me like warning you that I'm going to spoil it has expired on this movie. It's from the 90s. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess that's just extra kind of me. Oh, You're so welcome, you guys. You're so nice. <laughs> this episode, Amazing. we're going to talk about some of the, biz- the bizarre tactics that the director used for filming this movie. It's pretty Bizarre dark. or criminal? Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> messed up. It's like not quite Stanley Kubrick still, though. But it's like... It's not good. No. It's that end of the yes. spectrum. We're going to talk about the real life town that they um, used for this movie that isn't actually related to any sort of Blair Witch. That's totally made up. But that's not stopping people from stealing their street signs and harassing their nope. citizens. <laughs> and we're also going to talk about some of the gorier alternate endings to this movie. Mm-hmm. And a lot more. Yeah. So if you haven't seen the Blair Witch Project, which I hadn't, obviously... Mm-hmm. Um, but for other people, what are you doing? Because this movie's kind of old. Yeah. So the Blair Witch Project is basically about three young, like college uh, film students who are doing like a sort of a freelance documentary on this myth about the Blair Witch. Mm-hmm. And they hike out into the forest to find evidence about the Blair Witch myth. And it's completely real and they get hella murdered. But like, it's like a slow, grueling process to that point. Yeah, that's spoiler. That's they get murdered. They, they get murdered. They get super murdered. And but that's not even a spoiler because that was part of their like Marketing. advertisement technique. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> so. so this was like 
the I would say this is like one of the first found footage horror movies. It, that's disputed, and I'm going to talk a little bit about that and some people who are yeah. angry about that title. But I think, at least as far as popular horror movies, this like really set the stage and like decided like yeah. what, what found footage movies are going to be. It's at least like the benchmark, right? Absolutely. Like it's it, it's what like brought the the genre into like relevance. So yeah, even if it wasn't the first one, it's still like, you know, the the earliest significant one. Let's put it that way. I, and I would say honestly, I do think it like birthed a genre, like because mm. birthed birthed nice oogie after birth. <laughs> I like so. Merrick and Sanchez are the people. They were film students, and from you, I think. U of F, Central Florida, and they directed this movie, and they mm-hmm. were fans of, like, paranormal documentaries and things like that, but they also really liked horror movies, and so they wanted a genre that kind of combined these two things, and it really didn't exist, not as, like, a known genre, and it has, yeah. like, it. they kind of invented this found footage concept that so many other films have followed, like, Paranormal Activity, holy crap, they've made billions, Right. Cloverfield, Last Exorcism, uh, Troll Hunter... District 9. I thought you were going to say Troll 2. Troll 2 and other corn horror. <laughs> it set other the stage for that horror. movie that happened 12 years prior. They're that good. Right. Yeah, they're, they're that good. <laughs> but it's true. Like every other, I feel like every other found footage film is just trying to like level up. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's my like naive perspective, obviously, because I haven't seen most of the other ones. True. But I, this is my perception. I, I, I would agree with that. So, and like you had, you were talking about how the whole marketing behind this movie was that this is real, this is true. It's not a movie; it's an actual documentary that we picked up in the woods, and these yeah. these children are massacred somewhere out there by a witch. And yeah. so, like, I'm sure we have listeners who were not born when this movie came out. It came out in '99, and they don't know mm-hmm. what it's like to not just have internet at your fingertips. But right. we grew up, for most of it, I would say, without internet and without internet at our fingertips. Right. And so mm-hmm. if someone told you, dude, no, this is like an actual movie, and like they they really died, like you can't you can't just be like, nah, dog. I looked it up, and it's you're wrong. You just yeah, there was no Snopes.com. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> there you was no way to like verify anything. Go to the library, wait in line, <laughs> find a book on ask it, ask Jeeves. <laughs> ask Jeeves, I remember that. <laughs> Oh my gosh! But the, I don't know. The marketing for this movie was so good. Like it was the first one, one of the first movies that actually had like a website, and the website was based around the idea, like that it was real. It was like based on like, hey, have you seen these missing kids? And they even like they got actors who would um, pretend to be like cops, and like they would do interviews, and they had like fake parents like showing baby photos of them, mm-hmm. which is like it'll shake you up if you. I've seen this. It's movie. kinda it's it's kind of a very manipulative form of advertisement. Yes. Like I think it's actually very disturbing how far they went to make it seem like this was real. I mean, the promotional posters, if you will, for this movie were literally just like missing persons reports. That's so creepy. For the actors. And the actors, the their actual names and the the names in the movie are their real names. Yeah. So it's just like Can you there imagine no being one of their like old high school real. friends? And be like, oh my god, they died. Tommy's I didn't even know dead. That. I didn't even think Heather liked movies. Why is she in film school? <laughs> like, Their IMDb page, because IMDb has existed a long time, also listed them as missing, <gasps> presumed dead for the first. Year. Yeah. 
Isn't that like, is it, are there not laws know, about I'm this like, now? That's like, so manipulative. I mean, it's brilliant, th- and I wish I had up. thought of it. But that's messed oh, up. Oh yeah. Like I'm. That's super I'm glad messed that up. I didn't have like. So the internet like helped to an extent because now like, we can look up and say it's not real. But back then it wasn't as fleshed out as it is now. So you type in like Blair Witch Real and you'd probably get two websites and both of them are like, it's totally real. It's very real. <laughs> 100%. Do you, um, when did the ring come out? Probably not that far after this. I don't know. So like I remember the ring had very manipulative marketing too because they would you, you know you know the premise of the ring i know you probably haven't seen it maybe you have i do not know the premise okay i know there's a girl who crawls out of a well and then out of a tv that is half of it pretty much <laughs> you're like halfway there there it is but there's That's like the premise. there's a videotape it's all about like oh like you watch the videotape you're gonna die in seven days like that is the movie okay, don't cool. watch the videotape and they marketed it by making a bunch of videotapes of the movie and the movie and just leaving oh. them out like, they would just go to, like, movie theaters and just leave VHS tapes all over the parking lot. And then some poor guy would, like, be like, I wonder what this is. Pop it in their VCR, watch it, be like, what the hell? And then they'd go go to a movie and see an ad for this movie where they die in seven days. And like, Oh, God. You can't, how much was that to market? Like, what, 50 cents a videotape? Oh, God. Yeah. But it worked. And that's kind of like what they did here. Oh, yeah. Only even better. Very effective. I mean, they were they were one of the first movies ever to attempt like viral advertisement for their film, and it was horribly successful. Like viral before it was viral. Yeah, before viral was even a thing, but it still went viral. That's incredible. And so I know we always talk. I always want to talk about budget because I think budget is interesting. Other people may skip through this. I don't care. But I especially like talking about like return on investment for horror movies because budget really doesn't tell you that much and like box office won't right. tell you that much if the budget is low like paranormal activity i don't their budget was like ten dollars or something and they made like right a crap load obviously but then you have like films that went to like like raw like films that just went to like little film festivals but it didn't go to the box office but they still did really right. well from themselves this one is no argument so this one their budget was 60k which yeah. make I'd say is about on par because what like one camera and eight people I guess that makes sense, but in the box office they made two hundred forty eight point six million. I mean that sounds fine. I mean, <laughs> I think they made they got to you know pay their bills the next day. Oh yeah, well and they were in the Guinness um, Book of World Records for a while for top budget box office ratio. Oh. Because if you do the math there, that's $1 spent for every ten, almost $1,100 made. That's some good spending. Did Paranormal so they were like, knock it they off? They were in the... I don't know who knocked it I off. I bet it was. It probably was. Yeah, because Paranormal's like, mm, we're going to spend maybe $4 Yeah, they today. were even less. You guys should go listen to our Paranormal <laughs> episode if you haven't. The director like literally gutted his own home. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, we're not spending any <laughs> we're more We're not money. spending but- a goddamn dime. But they went on, they went to like pretty far extremes on this movie too. So like one of the 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 handheld camcorder that portions of the film are filmed on, mm-hmm. um, they had actually just bought that at a Circuit City, Aww, and then the Circuit second City. they were done filming, they brought it back for a refund. Whoa! <laughs> so they just returned it. So that wasn't even a deficit on their on their budget. And then the bigger camera, the sixteen millimeter that they talk about, so all the black and white scenes. Yeah. Uh, they sold it immediately after on eBay. So they probably should have held on to that because if can you imagine what that would have made? It would have made way more money if so they sold it like now. But 
yeah, so that wasn't very wise, but they probably needed no. to like buy some grilled cheese sandwiches that day. Yeah. <laughs> they spent exactly. all their dollars. They're like, we spent all our monies. I love it. Well, I mean, they had to do like they were like young and like the stu- the film students in the movie are like actual film students. Like they're doing the best they can. So they're like, okay. Yeah. Come come do the audition. It's, we're really low key. There's not even a script. But for the love of God, if you take the stickers off of those cameras, we can't mm-hmm. return them, and you're fired. And you're fired. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, this movie is very different, just in the way that they put it together. I found my note that I wanted to add about um whether like the argument about whether this is the original found footage movie. Okay. Okay. So a lot so of what's people, the debate? So a lot of people say. Of course it is. How dare you? But then some people say it isn't really and that the narrative style is really similar to prior movies, particularly this, this one from 1980 called Cannibal Holocaust. Oh, yeah. I, I read that, too. Yeah. Yeah. And he, everyone's like he got really pissed off because everyone's like, oh, my God, this is brilliant. Like no one's ever done this before. And he's like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> I did this 20 right years over ago. here. <laughs> But, I mean, no offense, but have you ever heard of Cannibal Holocaust? I mean, I have now. Yeah, and this is how you heard about it. So I don't know if that's a win for him or not. No. <laughs> I'm going to say it's not. We should do that next. How about no? <laughs> okay. That's fair. Did you get to hear about how they auditioned or how they got the actors for this movie? Yeah. And it was super... It was Apparently, it was a very rigorous audition process because... Because the entire movie is essentially improvised. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which we'll get to. But the, the script to this film was very, very minimal. And so they only wanted people who could improvise really, really well. And so they would just bring in a candidate, ask them a question, see how fast it took them to respond. And if they stalled for too long, they were like, audition was over. Oh, that's so sad. And so then Heather Donahue, who is one of the main characters. She plays Heather Donahue. Who plays Heather Donahue. <laughs> she, when she auditioned, they just asked her a question. They're like, okay, here's a description. You've just served 10 years in prison. Uh, it's a 25-year um, sentence. Tell us why you should or should not be due for parole. Or why you should be due for parole. And then she's like, immediately she just says, I don't think you should. That's a brilliant choice. <laughs> brilliant. And, I, and that's what got her the role. And I'm, I, I feel bad for Heather. I'll talk about her in a minute. But like, she gets a lot of crap. For her acting in this movie. She like won a Razzie for this movie for Worst Actress. Yeah, and she couldn't get a job afterwards. Well, that's because everyone thought she was dead. I'm, everyone thought I'm she was kidding. dead. Well, I, we can't hire her. <laughs> oh. She won a Razzie, though? I didn't realize Yeah, that. she won a Razzie, and she also won an award for... Oh, wait, no. The movie won an award for The Biggest Disappointment. It won an award <gasps> for Worst Film, and it also won Best Film, which I feel really sums up how people feel about this movie. Like, you love it or you absolutely hate it. Well, and it was the um, the highest Rotten Tomato scored movie to be nominated for Razzie's Worst Picture. That makes sense to me. Because, like, people, like, it's just very, very polar. Yeah. I, it totally is. I'm, and I think that what she did in her audition is actually really clever. And I thought that she was good in the movie. Oh, did you see, did you get to actually see their ad that they put up? Because this is, like, the internet wasn't as big of a thing. So they put an ad in the acting magazine looking for actors with obviously like strong improbability and the ad said a completely improvised feature film shot in a wooded location so these poor sweet la babies (laughs) who are just too trusting open up a magazine want to be in a movie kids meet me in the woods 
Mimi in the woods. <laughs> and they're like, yeah. <laughs> Look out, mom and dad. Well, apparently Heather showed up to like the first day after she got cast. And she like point blank looked at the director in the eye. She's like, is this going to be a snuff film? Because <gasps> <laughs> she, she didn't want to be a part of like a garbage movie. Oh, I thought a snuff like, film was like a dirty film. Oh, well, either way, I stand by my statement. I'm Googling snuff <laughs> film. Oh, oh I inter- okay. I interpreted that as bad. Is it just porn? So according to the dictionary, <laughs> it's so much worse than I thought. Is it a drug front? A pornographic movie of an actual murder. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I should Google words that I don't know. <laughs> That's my takeaway here. Uh, a word a day, kids. The word for <laughs> word today is film. snuff film. <laughs> snuff. <laughs> snuff film. I also well, know you have s- sex with someone and then actually kill them. <laughs> snuff is also what they did in all the cartoons where they would like open the little box and like shoot it up their nose. Gross. Like snuff. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. <laughs> okay. We're just learning a lot of things we didn't need to learn today. Back to the movie, which is not a snuff <laughs> film. Is, okay, spoiler, it is not a snuff <laughs> film. Spoiler. That's how we should like put our reviews for all movies. If we were like actual online critics, that would just be the first one. Like, is it or is it not a snuff film? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, does the dog die? I was about to say. Is it or is it not a snuff film? <laughs> just yes or no. No spoilers. <laughs> just just broad categories. <laughs> we have um a website kind of like that. I forget exactly what it's called. But it's like, is it snowing in Raleigh.com? And it's just a white page and it says yes or no. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We had that in undergrad. It was like, um, is Cornell closed? Oh, yeah. Because, you know, it'd get buried under like mountains of snow, it's but it go. never closed. It's and it was it literally just always just said no. <laughs> I wonder if anyone even updated that page or if they just kept it no. I think it's just no. That's I don't. Amazing. I genuinely don't believe that it's updated. I love that. That's great and accurate. And accurate. Oh, anyway, sorry. Back to this movie. Anyways, so, but yeah. So as we were, as we sort of alluded, this is a very polarizing film, and that's super evident in the the reviews that this film got. So, and it's really mind boggling to me because this is so surprising. So on Rotten Tomatoes, the critics give it eighty seven percent, which is I was honestly pretty darn not good. expecting that. <laughs> That is a super good, especially for a horror film. Like that's pretty good. Because like, let's and then be it run real. A it's a, it's for a worst simple picture. movie. It's not complicated. Like, I'm pretty sure the Wikipedia is like some kids run in the woods and then there's a corner and then they die. Yeah. Presumably. I mean, presumably. <laughs> like, I mean, that's grayer. the movie, right? And then audiences give it a 55 percent. That's which so, I mean that's basically um, a flip of the coin. That's because everyone is it or is like, it not everyone worth watching? Everyone puts in zero or they put in one hundred. Exactly. Well, which one are you? Are you zero or are you one hundred? Um, I mean, okay, we're going there already. I think I think we need to. <laughs> I think if I had to lean in a direction for this movie, I'm in the one hundred direction. Wow. Uh, you're shocked, aren't you? I cannot believe this. I was expecting a like text whenever you finished it, just like we're not doing this movie. We're not doing. Well, like, I refuse I to talk it, about it. And you texted me that like late too, and I'm like, okay. 
Yeah, I watched it later at night, which I was, was really proud of you. Retrospect, a very bad move. Did it scare you? Oh yeah. Okay, good. And I did not watch it alone. I watched it with with one of my roommates, and she's like, "I've seen it before. I don't think it's a very scary movie. Like, I think it's like super dated and not that bad." And then by the time it was finished, both of us were like, "What the fuck?" And she was like, "That was way worse than I remember <laughs> it being." <laughs> but like, so I mean, in the sense that I don't like horror films. No, Which I has don't been like this movie. Yes. Yeah, I don't like this movie, and it did scare me, and I don't like that. However, it was a, it was an effective film, you know. Yeah. Like there are parts about it that I didn't care for, but like it was super effective in the sense that I think the whole point was to make it seem very real, mm-hmm. like in the advertisement, in the post production, in the way that they went about filming each scene, it was all about making it seem very real and very plausible. Mm-hmm. And that was very effective. Yeah. So like regardless if maybe you don't like this kind of film because you don't like the shaky camera movements or whatever. Totally Which is what fair. it's what everybody says though. It's like get your own opinion. Yeah. Motion this- sickness is not an opinion. No, although apparently in Toronto when they premiered, oh, the everyone's film there, barfing in bags in Toronto. It's like every review I read for every. Well, before movie. every movie, they're like, before each filming, they're like you have an announcement. They're like, "Hey, if you vomit, try to just not hit someone else." Our janitors are getting fed up. There's going to be a strike. <laughs> but so, like beyond that, like if you just don't like the style of film, that's whatever. But I think the movie is very good at what it's trying to be good at, and so in that respect. I think I have to give it some cred. Wow. Yeah. You did not see that coming. I thought I was going to be the biggest negative of Nancy's. I thought you were going to be a total snot. I'm not going to lie. I was ready to like get on my little indie high horse and defend the honor of the Blair Witch. Yeah. I knew you were. But I I honestly. see it in your eyes. Well, I'm judgment all the time. But. True. uh, Okay. So this movie. I th- I've mentioned it to you before, but this movie is like has a special place in my heart because I watched it like it was like, because this happened to you because I am the Blair Witch. <laughs> <laughs> I know I watched it when I was like 16 for like my 16th birthday. Like I watched it in my room with like my friend Tiffany. You're so sadistic. No, well, like I like movies that have horror in them. So it's it's kind of what normal people do. Like people pay to go see these movies. I can't relate to that. Yeah. No. Well, I did that. Like, on my little, like, portable DVD player. Because, like, we didn't have a DVD, like, you know. Oh, how cute. It was cute. And so we'd, like, watch our little horror movie. And then, like, I was really into it. And, like, I would get my friends to come watch. And we'd have to, like, watch it in bed, like, with my dad. Like, my dad and then, like, these seven teenagers, like, all curled up on the bed, like, terrified. <laughs> and so, oh, my God. So this movie was, like, special to me. And so whenever I went to go watch it, I didn't expect it to be. I probably haven't seen it since I was, like, 16. And I didn't expect it to be frightening because I was so familiar with it. And I've seen it so many times. And I was like, it's not like I know what it is. Like, it's fine. I was like, Nick, and we were busy. I'm like, okay, we'll just like start at like 930 at night, you know, like in bed and then just like roll over and go to sleep. Wrong. Wrong. I was like, I I don't even think it's scary. I was like, Nick, it's not that scary. You'll be fine. Like, there's a part at the end with a corner and then like the rest is a cakewalk. And then... It wasn't a cakewalk. And I was like, oh, Nick, I should warn you, there's a bag of teeth. And he's like, excuse oh, me? <laughs> a bag of hair and teeth. He's like, what the fuck? I'm like, yeah. I might have downplayed this movie a little bit. Yeah, I felt cheated. Because, because like, my roommate was like, Chris, it's not even that bad. It's super dated. 
That's what everybody says, though. That's what I said. And then, and then I was so upset. I was so upset when it was over. It's not. I mean, it. Yeah, upsetting. It's upsetting. I did not. I did not. And it doesn't. So effective is a good word for it. I think efficient is also a good word for it because it shows you so little. It shows you nothing. It shows you leaves. You know what I mean? It shows you. The majority of the movie is just leaves. One of the main elements of the horror is literally piles of rocks. Like, yeah. literally piles <laughs> literally of it. rocks. And, and you're like, ooh. You're like, Jesus Christ. It, <laughs> there's piles of rocks where there were not piles of rocks before. And, like, not even yeah. big piles of rocks. Like, just Just, like, rocks. tiny little piles <laughs> of like rocks. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, Nick, do you see that? And he's like, yeah, they're rocks. Is this the there scary part? I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Was Nick not scared? So, um, Nick doesn't scare very easily. He also doesn't pay attention to movies. Oh, there like, it is. He's over there, like on his phone, like taking doing emails. I'm like, Nick, you you're gonna to miss the nuances. No, you, yeah. you really do. Otherwise, it's it's just. Otherwise, it's just leaves and people complaining at each other. I think if this movie had, that's literally what it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I think if this movie came out in a time like today, where everyone's Sorry to be a meme but where everyone's distracted by their damn phones and can't put their phones away in the movie theater. Okay, rant. One quick rant, and then I'm done. Okay. I went to go it. see Pet Cemetery in theaters recently, and I went to a matinee because if you want to not have people kicking your seat and babies falling into your lap, don't. You have to go to a matinee. <laughs> Actual babies falling that, into your lap. That happened to my mom. A baby climbed over the chair and fell in her lap. But that's not the point. I was watching Pet Cemetery. The whole theater's open. And this guy comes in a quarter of the way through the movie. I think he was just, like, taking his lunch break. I don't know. And he just had, I don't know, $18 to spend. This was in D.C. It was stupid. And so he, like, comes into the theater, makes himself comfy, starts reclining in the middle of the movie. It's like one of the reclining chairs, which you don't do. You do it at the beginning or you do it at the end or you don't do it at all. And then he's texting. (gasps) And then he takes off his shoes and his <gasps> socks. I'm not What? In. His shoes and his socks. And he puts his feet on the back of the chair. He's like four <gasps> chairs down from me. And he puts his feet on the back of the chair. And every six minutes, he cracks his toes. Oh, my God. And I thought I was going to lose my mind. <laughs> Literally, it's just my poor brother like, Kate, no. <laughs> I'm amazed you didn't actually kill this person. I like... <laughs> I almost murdered a man. And if it wasn't for my brother just being like, Kate, please, like, just watch the movie. And he's just over there, like, with his dirty little raw toes. Gross. And then he left, like, after another 30 minutes. I don't know if he was a phantom. I don't know if he worked there. Was he even real? I don't know. I don't know what it was. But just PSA, if you're going to the movie theater, if you're going in public, keep your shoes on your feet. Yeah. Anyway, All right. well, back to this everyone, movie. <laughs> when Kate's uh, movie theater-themed snuff film comes out in a couple months, yes. we'll all know <laughs> where that came from. The Toe Cracker. <laughs> oh, oh, we should get to the um, the director being a little bit weird, both of them. Like, how they directed this movie. Like, they, they said it was going to be mostly improv, and they weren't kidding. 
They, they gave to. them, they gave each actor, there were like three of them, but they gave each actor individual instructions. Like it wasn't like a whole script, just like some loose instructions. And they pretty much just set them loose in the Seneca Creek, Creek State Park. And they gave them clues for where their next location looked was supposed to be. And then they had messages they hid in like film cans back when you had film. And right. they would put those like hidden around the woods and they had to find them with like by GPS. Yeah. So it was like part acting part scavenger hunt part survivor yeah well and they had like walkie talkies and the directors would like contact them and they'd like they like strict instructions on how to get to the next campsite so that they could camp in the right spot each day but beyond that yeah like they had a 35 page thing that was just like an explanation of the myth for them and then beyond that it was just like completely freelanced like the three actors they actually are filming the whole movie essentially mm-hmm. you know and they're not they're not like trained per t- per se so there's a couple scenes especially at the beginning where everything's like super blurry and kind of shoddy and that's literally just because the guy whichever <laughs> one was filming he literally didn't know how to use the camera oh and he actually got hired because he had cameraman experience that's awesome so someone lied <laughs> on their resume someone lied <laughs> But then, like, so, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. These these directors were just super awful in the way well, that they... Like, they knew what they were signing up for, at least. Like, they were like, it's a woods movie. Come to the woods. And they're like, cool. Yeah. Like, I'm in. I would ask if it was a snuff film, too. I wouldn't show up to up. the woods, but I'm not... This is literally the plot of Creep, right? Only with a more like, favorable Like, the making ending. of this film is just the plot of Creep. Yes. <laughs> Also, this is like people didn't have cell phones and stuff back then. No, I just no. I, yeah. Oh, did you know about so a lot of it, a lot of the decision making regarding like how they were going to produce the movie was because of one specific producer. What's his name? Greg Hale, and so he he was in the military, and so they apparently had like a military training where they would have like enemy soldiers, quote unquote enemy soldiers, and they would hunt a trainee through the woods for three days oh god so that's what they did they literally just harassed these kids during the day they would just like like follow them during the day like harass them at night and then like give them minimal food and water yeah so like their their rations of food and water progressively got less so with each day so they get irritated and and so they start getting and it was yeah it was to get them irritated and worked up with each other Mm -hmm. and they had to do so much, like, post-production editing. Like, the editing for this film took eight months because they, like, Heather and I think it was Josh. That's the cameraman. too much when they wanted Heather and Mike to be the ones to disagree with each other. So they had to, <laughs> like, edit all, all these fights and, like, try to make sure that they had, like, some sort of actual arc there. That's because Josh goes first. And so they have to well, have Heather and Mike hating each other and then coming together. Right. That well, and Josh sense. wasn't supposed to go first. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, they pulled they pulled Josh out early because like he and Heather weren't cooperating. Like they weren't getting along oh. enough. So they so they actually pulled him out when they weren't planning on it. Oh. Yeah. Well, RIP. But Josh. then yeah, everything else that happens, all the scary crap that happens to them in the woods, they got no forewarning about. That's horrible. Like, that's actually terrifying. Like, they got a general understanding of what they're going to do for the movie, but they were not prepared 
for the majority of that stuff. They they didn't know that there was going to be like audio of children laughing at That's any point. That's fucked up. They didn't know that people were going to be walking around breaking sticks and stuff. And like in the one scene, which was oh my god, so where scary. they start slamming on the tent, where it slams on yeah, when they shake the tent, they had no idea that was going to happen. Well, that explains their genuine horror. Like, regar- like regardless, horror. like if your boss, <laughs> which it's their boss, your boss just wakes you up by slamming on your tent. Yeah. Even if you know it's them, even if you're getting paid to get your tent slammed, no, like I'm out. No. Yeah. Tripping out. over pebbles on your way out. Like a couple, some of the only things that they knew were going to happen is part of, when they're running away from the tent, I think the first or the second time second time maybe when uh one of them i think it was josh is yelling like oh my god do you do you fucking see do you that? see that do you see that out there he was supposed to like pan to the left and then we were supposed to see the witch because <gasps> other spoiler alert you never see the witch in the movie i'm right? so glad you don't that would have made it i don't know that could have been freaking scary that would have been terrifying but I'm like you were supposed to see this woman right dressed in a white dress all right like, i'm freaked off out in the distance no I don't, yeah. I don't like it i don't like it i don't like it but then he just he just forgot to do that <laughs> i think i'm learning a lot of reasons why josh went first <laughs> so there's these ladies out there this lady out there in a dress and he's like do you see that and then doesn't show she's us like, she's am like am i an actress yet she's like god damn it <laughs> but even and so this is the part that gets me the most about how they put this film together is that the actors knew about the myth what they didn't know is that the myth was fake that's actually so really we, smart. We as the audience don't like they tricked they tried to trick the audience into thinking that all of this they was successfully real. tricked most of the audience. But they were also tricking the actual cast members into thinking that it was real mm-hmm. too. So they made them think that the myth was actually a real folklore. And that they were in the right then, place. And that they were in the right place. And oh. then all of the the townsfolk that they interview at the beginning, mm-hmm. they just told them go interview some townsfolk. They thought those were real townsfolk. Those were Some of all them were. actors. Some of them were. Right, but they were hired by the producers and the directors, and the actors didn't know that. That's... They just thought these people were telling them their actual understanding of a real local folklore. <sighs> Those poor scarred children. I wonder if Can they're Im- still in therapy. Can you imagine like hearing those stories and then going out into the woods and then unbeknownst to you things happening well jokes on you you because i wouldn't have answered the ad in the first place so i would be safe (laughs) it's true but like oh my god like at what point would you start being like is that the director scaring me i would have had enough no i think i would have had enough whenever they started taking food oh yeah i can't go without food but do i don't know like actors are vicious and like they'll for a part i don't know but have any of those three ever done anything since? No, but I mean, they made a lot of fucking mo- money off of this movie. Would you they need did. to do anything? Like this had like a I cast of like a cr- cast and crew of ten. I'm gonna I'm gonna be generous and say ten people made two hundred forty eight point mm-hmm. six million in the box office. I don't know. If, does that mean that they got paid more though, or was their contract like part of the initial budget? I mean, based on how they were treated, I bet their contract was like you will be in the movie. End of contract. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. You will be included That's in it. some way. <laughs> we might not kill you first. Yeah. Did you might. Get, did you get to read about, I I think you probably did, about the little town that they use, Burkittsville? Yeah, a little bit. And yeah. like how people keep stealing their signs. Yes. 
And <laughs> yeah, so Burkittsville, Maryland, is um, it's where the movie is set. It's not where it's actually filmed, but it's where the movie is set and where the first part of it is filmed. And it's a real town. It's a real teeny little town. And they did, like you said, most of the townspeople, quote-unquote townspeople, that they interviewed were actors. A bunch of them weren't, though. Like, you know, the, the girl who, they're like, hey, like, have you heard of the Blair Witch? And she's like, my sister goes to Blair High School. And I don't know it. <laughs> yeah, kind of. So, like, some of them actually are just townspeople that they grabbed. Um, but yeah. the town neither asked nor wanted for this kind of fame whenever the Blair Witch got no. released. Yeah, so this mm-hmm. poor, this poor little town is suddenly overrun by, like, Blair Witch groupies. And yeah. they're just, like... Keep in mind, this town has 151 people in it, and there's just 300 people out in the woods just, like, yeah. wandering around. Looking for witches. Yeah, looking, looking for, for witches. piles of rocks. Yeah, and all these townspeople are like, you idiots, that's not a thing. None of this is real. None of this is real. You're just in the woods. Please leave. And then, of course, like you said, their poor little welcome to Burkittsville sign got s- <laughs> kept getting stolen. And so then they had to, like, they, they kept getting stolen, kept, kept getting stolen. So they redesigned it to have this totally different um, style that wasn't, like, what it looked like in the movie. But then whenever the third movie came out, because there, there were a few remakes that no one cares about. But when the third movie came out in 2016, the town, like, preemptively just took down its welcome sign. <laughs> Yeah, like we're not doing like, it. Nope, <laughs> fool me once. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, and so speaking of like literally hundreds of people walking around the woods after this movie, which is not my instinct. Oh, especially someone really if might have been convinced murdered? that it's real. Yes, because they thought it was like, real. Like, what is wrong with you people? Goons. But one of my favorite fun facts from this movie is that the 1999-2000 like deer hunting season. Mm-hmm. Suffered like (gasps) hardcore because of this movie. Oh, because people were getting shot. No, it wasn't. My at first, I thought it was going to be because people weren't going into the woods because they were scared. In contrast, it's because there were hundreds of people jaunting around the woods, scaring all the deer away, and so none of the hunters that season could catch anything because there's just like all these people out there trying to make their Blair Witch style like documentaries about who knows what. But yeah, we all definitely did that. And if the deer suffered or the hunter suffered, I think it was well worth it. Oh, yeah. I'm more than fine with the hunters suffering from that, honestly. <laughs> Chris is a vegan, everyone. Save the deer. <laughs> We're going to get a bunch of overpopulation emails now. Yeah. Actually. Actually. Do you know how population control? I'm like, bitch, do you know how population control? That is not the carrying capacity. I'm ready for that is not how this operates. If we need anyways we don't have to get into that no oh i have one more thing okay that's super messed up so i told you like in the movie like there's a little bag of hair and teeth if you haven't seen this movie you're probably like what the hell but there's a little oh my bag God. Of- i think i know what you're gonna say yes! i love it yes <laughs> okay so the teeth are real teeth that the real human teeth yes the directors got from a maryland dentist yeah from one of the director's dentists yeah it was just like can I have some teeth? Hey, I'm, do- I'm doing a movie. Can I have some spare teeth? Which raises some questions because I don't. Do dentists just have like a drawer of loose teeth that they can just do with what they, they just want? Keep <laughs> like ew. I mean, they must right because you that you they no, offer they must if you want to keep your tooth. But like, I'm assuming not everyone says yeah. I want to keep the tooth. Okay, well, I, pe- people will get their ovaries taken out. I don't, I don't think they just keep them in a drawer. You know what I mean? I would. Okay, well, you I have would. lots of things in jars, and it's creepy. It's and true. And that is 
a tale for a different time. <laughs> that can be another fun fact. Whatever else is Fair dead. But <laughs> all the organs on all my the desk. organs. But I'm just saying, it's weird. Yeah. Like that's it. That's a different horror movie they should explore. Well, and again, Heather did not know that there was going to be an actual bag of real human teeth. Yeah. Well. And the hair in there was John's. That was actually his hair. I don't know why that was necessary. Because like, do you are you really doing a freaking PCR in the woods to see if it's <laughs> John's hair? But it would it would at least need to be the right color and. I know, guess texture. I would have just been like, ooh, hair. Ew, hair and teeth. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> That's gross. All right. I All right, think we so, should dig into this movie. Yeah, let's do like let's let's walk through this a little bit because we've given away a lot so far, but I think we can walk through this quickly. Yeah. This There's movie is not hard a to, lot to it. It's hard to talk about without just watching. Yeah, because um talking about it makes it sound very boring. Yeah, because it's like, and then we saw more leaves. Oh my God! Remember whenever they turned and they thought they made the turn, but they didn't make the turn. But then they were but back they at that didn't turn. Didn't make the turn. And so that was a joke, but that actually was a very compelling moment. <laughs> it was <laughs> film. So like, I Wait, can't. Oh my God! Yeah. All right, let's just go in. So it's set in 1994, just old enough that you can believe it's a found footage movie. We got Heather. Right. We got Mike. We got Josh. Named after their actual actors who are set out to make a documentary about the myth of the Blair Witch. So, Presumably dead before you even see them. Yeah, already. exactly. And so they're having a great time. They're traveling. They're like getting drunk, having a great time being 24-year-old film students. And then they start mm-hmm. interviewing people around the town of Burkittsville. Um, they get to go meet this creepy person who is in like a shack who has um, presumably met the Blair Witch, and she's kind of like the town crazy, and she's like, oh, yeah, um, I went out, and I had, was doing something with animals, and I turned, and there was, like, a woman, and she took her robe off, and she was covered in fur, and... That... And she looked like a horse, like she... horse fur, and, like... Yeah. And this is where I can see why... Oh, my gosh. Like, I can see why people would criticize Heather as an actress in the sense that, like... I mean, scenes like this, for example, she was so goddamn annoying she interrupted everything that that woman was saying i know and like she was just like i don't know she just she was a very abrasive personality on screen and like everything seemed very fake but from another perspective is that just her being a phenomenal actress because she's giving you a film student who's trying to be on a film and doing a documentary which they've never done before but they want to be cool about it like if anything, she comes across exactly how I would expect an actual film student to come across. No offense to any film students listening. Offense to all the film students. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know. I like, Okay, so I agree with you completely. Is she a completely. bad actress or is her character a bad actress? There's a scene, I mean, there's several scenes, where she's, like, going to these sites and, she and like, she is in front of the camera, like, del- like delivering a speech for, like, her movie, for, like, the movie within the movie. Right. And she is such an arrogant, like, little ass hat like as soon as she gets in front of the camera she's like 22 years ago this happened (laughs) in this little town in this little country i'm like shut up like you know what i mean just stop talking but she's not like that the whole movie so obviously it's like it just it's just one of these sides of her like little film student character so yeah my i think she did a good job actually really good yeah Yeah. being a realistic film student and fun fact, she actually wrote all of those monologues herself because, again, they were not given a script. Yeah. Well, they were terrible monologues, but if that's what she was they going for. They were bad. For, <laughs> yeah. 
said she was going forth an excellent job. I think she probably was. I, she had to have been because the rest of her dialogue isn't that annoying. Isn't that bad. No. And parts of parts of her performance are exceptional. Exceedingly convincing. Yeah. Including the part that they used for the the poster. Yeah, the poster. That oh, one's really my gosh. sad. That's a that was such a rough scene. Oh my, we'll get there. The snot. So the snot alone. No. So oh, they're like interviewing wait. people. What? Did you get did you talk about we haven't talked about the most important interview. With who? Where we talk about Rustin Parr. We get to meet Rustin Parr or hear about him. Oh, the guy in the house? Yes. Ah, I just yeah. got chills. I don't like it. I don't like it. This part confused me. I was very confused. Well, it's not that much to it. Like it was like in the forties. It's what like what set the stage for the Blair Witch myth. In the forties, this creepy guy who everyone knew but no one talked to went in the woods and these eight children went missing and it turns out he had kidnapped them and seven of them he had killed and he had made them go they were in the house in the woods, which is the end of this movie, and he would have them go stand in the corner so they couldn't watch and then he would kill them one by one, like, for the witch. Like, in a sacrifice for the witch. Everyone should know that Kate and I both keep looking behind us. Oh, I'm so freaked out. Because <laughs> we're recording. This. I hate it. So I haven't done that with any of these movies. It's just... None of them. None of them. It's found footage movies. It's like, but what if it isn't? Like, but everyone's like, real? all right, we made that up. We made it up. The town's like, it's all made up. And I'm like, but what if it isn't? What if you're lying? What if that's just you being good at acting? I know. <laughs> All the actors is like, hey, we're okay. Like, we didn't really die. I'm like, but what if you did? But what if you <laughs> did? What if you did? Well, and Heather Donahue's mother got, like, a ton of sympathy cards after this movie. Like, people saying sorry about your daughter daughter's death. Whoa. Inappropriate, yeah. first of all. <laughs> yeah, totally. I don't think my mom could watch a movie where I get slaughtered by a witch. No. She's sensitive so. that way. But anyways, this this that that part was really confusing to me because I'm like, I thought this movie was about a witch, and now there's a story about this guy killing children in his basement, and I didn't really understand. But I think it was actually, I think that actually is a mistake in the movie. I don't think because, so. Because, well, because they filmed the ending scene where, you know, that exact scenario happens, right? I hate this so much. I do not like being in this house while I we know. talk about this. I know. And the studio didn't like the ending. Yeah. And so they filmed a bunch of those alternate endings and stuff. And then mm-hmm. they decided they really wanted to keep the one that they had started with. And so they filmed that scene later, actually, as an explanation for it so that it would make more sense later. What scene? The scene about the story and the guy in the in the ch- Oh, the I don't children. want that. That takes it out of found footage. Yeah, it was. That, that was ruin pa- the movie. Which part? Taking it, it out? Well, I, I thought you said that they filmed a scene with, like, the hermit and, like, the kids and stuff. No, no. They filmed the scene where the guy tells us that story after the movie was, like, after they had finished. Because as a way of explaining their ending. Oh, they definitely needed to do that. They definitely did. Which is why the studio didn't like the ending at first. Mm, so, But I sense. think that's why I was confused. Because I'm like, I don't understand why we're talking about this random guy killing children. I thought this was about a witch in the woods. Well, it's super important. <laughs> it is super important. Hang in there. It ties in in a very grisly way. Yes, it does. But that's still something. Uh, I don't want to jump to the ending, so I'm not going to. I'm going to hold that in. But I have a little, anec- I have a little anecdote for the ending. And I also have um, all the alternate endings that I'm going to talk about. So stay tuned. And I have some nerd things about the ending i can't wait as per usual as per usual it is about other languages as always 
oh, there are other languages. Okay, so full disclosure, we'll get I actually didn't get to finish this movie this time. What? Okay, hear me out. It was really late. You didn't even. <gasps> I feel betrayed. <laughs> I know. I've never done this. Okay, so it was really late, and it was creepy. That's my fault. Oh, it was like 10.30, and it was getting really creepy, and I was like, I just don't think I'm going to sleep super great, and so I quit, and I still didn't sleep super great. All right. Well, I'm very upset with you. Let's continue. I've seen it before, though. I know everything so, that happens. they interview the town people, and then she gives one of her terrible monologues at the cemetery about the children, and we're like, okay, what's going on there? Yeah, no one cares about that. And so then they're off to the woods. Yeah, pretty much. And then basically, basically the rest of the movie is them wandering through the woods. And like, as we've already described, they they kind of know where they're going. They don't really know what they're going to find. Heather has a map. She's not sure if she's good at reading it. It's a very controversial map. Yeah. <laughs> very controversial. Like as controversial as a map can be. Right. And and most most of the movie is like the three of them arguing about getting lost. And, and they actually did get lost three times. <gasps> They actually legitimately got lost. Did three they come times. help them? Yeah, w- via walkie-talkie and all that kind of stuff. All right, good. But I just think that well, that's what you get for sending these three people into the woods. Well, that's what you get for agreeing to an ad that says "Meet me in the woods." Meet me. It's <laughs> true. <laughs> like you get what you get, people. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Yeah, there you. Go. That is an excellent life, life, uh-huh. life lesson. So they go in the woods, and basically the summary of it is they're pretty much safe during the daytime, and they're just trying to, they they're going into it, and like they start and they spend a night, and they start hearing snapping and animal noises, and they start hearing you know like children laughing. They're like, "Bump this, we're going home," and then they start heading back to the car, or so they think. Right. They cannot find the car, and during the day they're just walking and walking and walking, and they just manage to just go in circles. Right, and so like we have that one scene where they come back to the, the exact same log on the mm-hmm. stream, and I'm like, I was super confused. I'm like, how the hell did you get lost? You literally, you had one job, just follow the stream in a straight line, mm-hmm. and you will eventually get somewhere, right? Well, that's like what they said. Right, but so they end up at the exact same spot. Yeah. And again, that was one of the things that the directors did. The directors were like guiding them through the woods, and they didn't know they were going to end up at the same spot. Oh, they didn't? No, they didn't. And so when they ended up back at the same log, like part of their reaction was genuine because they had literally just been walking for, for like eight hours. For 10 hours in the woods. Yeah. And they're like, we're still here. <laughs> and so like that was their own reaction. They, that was them realizing that they're at the same log. Like, again, none yeah. of that was scripted. They didn't know it was going to happen. That's really This movie mean, is so hyper-realistic really and very terrifying. It's very terrifying. It just is. It actually is really scary. And they, they show nothing. Nothing really happens. But I hate it. And it's terrifying. Right. So, so every, every daytime, it's them wandering, getting more and more lost, getting more and more, more mad and more at with each, each other. other. Yeah. And then every night, the things that happen get worse and worse. So like, yeah, the first night, it's like the directors and people like breaking leaves, breaking sticks out in the distance. And then the next night, they have, like, boom boxes where they're playing children laughing and breaking sticks. It's my favorite tape. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and then there's the one where they shake the tent, terrifying mm-hmm. them and me quite equally. And so at one point, fairly early, they find, like, a uh, a graveyard, they call it. And it's just literally just a bunch of piles of rocks. 
with some sticks hanging out, sticking out of them. And this is er- this is early sticks. on. And Mike, being the idiot who he is, Mike is an idiot. He knocks over one of the piles of rocks, which we all know as the audience. Basically, that's their death sentence right there. Yes, yes, it is. And so I love the scene where they wake up after one of the really scary nights. I think it was the night where they got their tent shaken. It's when they shook the tent. Yeah. And so they wake up and there's three piles of rocks, like the same grave rocks around their tent. It's like three, one for each of them. Oh, I was so nervous. It's literally like 16 pebbles and it's terrifying. And you're like, (gasps) It's so scary. And then, so they all get rushed out of the tent that night and they just go sleep in the, I don't think they sleep, but they just go sit in the wilderness, terrified. And then daylight comes, they go back to their tent and all their, all their packs are there except for Josh's because Josh's is like ripped up and like everything's pulled out of it and there's slime on it. It's actually KY jelly. It's literally lubricant. (laughs) I guess that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah ectoplasm if that makes you feel better it i feel the same yeah (laughs) (laughs) so all of his all of his stuff got slimed and everyone else has their stuff except for heather's map is missing right which you think is like a supernatural thing like ooh, the witch took your map right turns out mike is just a little shit and he just like threw it away he kicked it in the creek like, right. he didn't believe Heather because Heather's like, we're going the right way, we're going the right way. And Mike is just being a little pissant the whole time and is like, no, we're not. You don't know where you're going. That map makes no sense. And so he just, like, kicks the map into the creek out of frustration off camera. Right. But really, it's like, I, you're so mad at him. But then you're like, I don't think he's in the right mind. Like, I think. No. Like, the Blair Witch is obviously doing something to him and making him, like, lose control and lose touch. And the other two just, I... like, flip their lids on him. Yeah, and I think this movie makes a good point of... Because the relationships between these characters are so strained, but whenever, like, Josh... Whenever they realize they're lost and Josh just snaps, like, they band together very quickly. Yeah. Heather and Mike, like, okay, fuck. Okay, we, this isn't funny to... anymore. Like... No. Put the camera up. Well, and that's the other thing. They keep getting mad at E, like, especially Heather for continuing to mm-hmm. film. Yeah. Which I would be too. Which I would be too. And like, and that is the one of the few things about the movie that is like harder to believe. Like, that's one of the few things that makes it less believable. Is like, why are you filming? Here's the thing. Like, why would you be in the scenario and why would you start filming? But I, I relate like... to Heather doing that. Well, and I like that they point it out like I like that they get Mm -hmm. mad at her for it because then that is realistic Mm -hmm. and I like her whole thing like this is all I have left like if we die out here this is recording is the only thing I can do right now to like stay sane and so like I like they like make that a major plot point otherwise I wouldn't have thought that that was very believable well and Josh takes it too because Josh has the camera at one point while she's eating and is and he explains oh I see why you like this it, 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 nothing seems real. Like it's not quite real. Yeah, like, oh, we're still in a movie. Mm-hmm. So I like, th- I like that they do that, because otherwise that would have been a problem I would have had. So anyway, Josh has a breakdown. Yeah, and, hardcore. Yep. And then the next morning, Josh is gone, and they can't find him. And they realize, okay, he's not coming back. Josh is just gone. 
Yeah. And then they the next night they wake up and they hear Josh screaming in the woods. And they're actually really <sighs> smart about it. Like, I don't think I would go. I don't think I would go unless I really cared about that person. If I'm in witchy woods and I hear my friend screaming, I would have to really care. Oh my god! Literally every muscle in my body is like so tense Stop, right now. Stop! You're I, freaking I keep me looking out. behind me because this part is so scary. Because it's not like it's not that they just hear Josh's voice. Like it's him like screaming for, for help. help. And they're like, "Do we I go?" I don't think it's him. Yeah. Like at this point, they're like, "I don't think any of this is real anymore." But then on the other hand, like, what if it is? What if it is, and he needs your help, and you can help him, and you didn't? Oh my god. Chris, okay, uh, I all right. If we were camping, which LOL, I'm not camping, but if we I were love camping, <laughs> no glamping, maybe witch camping, no glamping. But if I was camping and I heard you, well, let's see. If the, I would go get you, but if there was a witch, let me think. If we were out there hunting a witch, that's think, di- that's a different scenario than us just casually camping. I think I would. I think I would go get you. I would. Thank you. I really, I, I really think I would. I don't think I, because like, what am I gonna just sit there? I'm dead either way. Yeah, I think I would. I would go looking for you just because I think my logic would override. I'd be like, there's no way it's actually a witch. Which I don't is exactly know. why I'll die someday at the at the hand of a witch. At the hand of a witch. Up, oh, that's how the witches get you. Yeah. Oh no, so, I think I think I would go. I know, I would, like for like, yeah, I think I would go. But they don't. <laughs> well, they they kind of do. Uh, like they, they look around for a little while. They peek out. Yeah, like Josh. Like I don't hear anything anymore. Hello? He's like, help. Well, and then he does stop screaming, and they're like, "Okay, well, either, he's either dead or he was never there." I'm sleeping good either way tonight. <laughs> they don't. They do not. Spoiler alert. Yeah. They don't sleep this whole movie. But that's no. when the next day. We get the little present, and it's a piece of Josh's shirt, and inside of it is teeth and hair and a piece of tongue and blood, Ugh. which, holy crap, if their minds were intact in any way prior to that. Not anymore. Yeah, that's done. Well, and after that, we just start. they just start filming each other like in the fetal position, whispering to themselves. Yeah. And like we, they they start degrading mentally very very quickly. Yeah, after the Josh the thing is whenever it's like done. Yeah, they they really start losing control. And Heather didn't even tell Mike about the teeth, which I think was the right call. I do too. Like if I had found those, I don't think I would have told you. Thank you. I'd be like, no. What way do, what does that help? One of us has to be somewhat yeah, intact. Exactly. You remember yeah. our friend? Oh, he's super dead. Oh yeah. Found his teeth in his <laughs> teeth. Good morning. Here's some OJ. Our friend's teeth are outside. Yeah. He could be alive, but he's not screaming for us anymore, I'll tell no, you that much. Not with a piece of his tongue out. Nope. And that's whenever we get the iconic up-close snot shot of Heather just like, I'm so sorry. I'm so scared. This was. This is probably, in my opinion, the most convincing, the most disturbing disturbing and just like i was i I, very few movies that we've seen so far have been able to like really capture me and Mm -hmm. like keep me 120 percent in the moment and this movie did that and this scene is probably 
where I was most like in it to win it. Like I was like right there with her terrified and I did not like it. And this was such a good performance. I can't believe people gave her a Razzie. For this scene alone, she doesn't deserve that. She doesn't deserve it. I thought I thought she did a phenomenal job, and I'm not alone. Obviously, like no, I just think that's bullshit. But yeah, this it's really emotional, and yeah. I just think she nails it. I just think she and it's not scripted. You know, she just does it from the heart, and like you even have her, you get these moments of her just being genuinely just like remorseful and upset, and then you just hear a snap outside, and she just switches into terrified oh my god yeah and when like and you can just like all you see is her eye yeah and you but you can't see what her eye you don't sees. know what she's looking at god that was so scary yeah that was so scary and it's literally just her, nothing happens no it's literally just her like looking away yeah and, and i'm just like and again this was such a real scene because this is at this point in the game that's exactly what i would do too yeah you'd say your goodbyes my, yeah yep oh I my gosh I would too also, the battery on these cameras is phenomenal. Yeah, very good. <laughs> for the 90s, it is excellent stuff. Right, like they were ready for a three-day trip, and it's like, what, day seven at yeah, this point? Yeah, it's day seven of 24-hour broadcast, day and night. Right. Well, and I, th- I think it's actually eight nights, and they, and they did take actually just eight days to film this movie. Yeah. And then eight months to edit all of their all the garbage well, out of it. Well, they filmed like the whole- Put it together. Eight days. It was like it was twenty hours of footage, is what they got. Yeah, it's something. And they ridiculous. had to get that down to eighty-two minutes, so that takes time. Yeah. Well, and the scene way back at the beginning when they're at the motel just drinking and like shooting the shit. Yeah. That was like a ninety-minute scene that the three of them filmed. Really. <laughs> that some poor person had to edit through and find something. Just them drinking out of. Jim Bean in their motel. <laughs> yeah. They're like, we're in a movie. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. So then we have one more night. And it's an important it's, one. And it's where we hear Josh again. Mm-hmm. Only this time he's like saying coherent words. He's not he's screaming. Loud. He's like he's like yelling their name and he's doesn't sound very far away. Oh my god. I'm getting freaked out. Hold on. Pause. I know. I don't. Yeah. And so what's weird to me is that Heather knows that he has no tongue. Mm-hmm. He's probably Well, and, he has piece of a tongue. Yeah. But so, but they hear him and they decide to follow, even though I th- I thought that they had agreed that he's probably not real. But so yeah, so I'm just like surprised that they decide to follow his voice, but they do for mm-hmm. better or worse. So they follow his voice and they come to a house just like literally in the middle of nowhere. The creepiest house ever in the world. Which belongs to one of the producers, apparently. Oh my God, why? I know. <laughs> Does it look like, like that? I, I think they've made it worse for the sake um, but so like they get to this house, which is either a truly in the middle of nowhere, in which it's in case the woods. What? Like how? Did yeah. It... Why do you? Who, how do you? Or they're you much closer a... to civilization than they thought they were. No you know? spoiler alert. That producer is definitely a murderer. Look out yes. for his snuff films. <laughs> but so like, I don't know if it was obvious, but like I was immediately like, okay, this is the house on the hill where the guy killed the children in the basement, right? Yes, 100%. It's the only explanation. 100%. So they go inside and they're looking everywhere for him and they oh keep hearing God. his voice. I oh hate God, this. I'm I'm really uh, you for the record, Chris is recording this while looking in the corners of his room. I, <laughs> he keeps <laughs> looking behind him. I am I am no braver though because 
I had to relocate <laughs> to record this ending because I was in my closet for, you know, audio purposes. But there's not a chance in hell I am recording this ending in my creepy closet. Yeah. I'm very excited to not be in this room anymore. <laughs> Ever again. So, burn it. Well, so they hear his voice, but it's hard to tell where it's coming from. So they try upstairs and they're looking all over this house and they get sort of separated for a second, which is like Bad such moves. a source of anxiety for me. But fear not, even in a time of great fear, there are nerdy things to identify in this house. So there's a bunch of like symbols all over the walls, right? Like spray painted, like sort of like people tagged, it but they very, tagged yeah. with like witchy style runes. <laughs> That's what the very kids, specific. The hipsters these days, you just cannot control them. You can't. So it's actually a bunch of actual runic lettering that's like spray painted all over the house. And there's two different runic alphabets in this house. One is a Hebraic alphabet and Mm -hmm. one of them is a Futhark alphabet. The Hebraic runes like eventually develop over um, human history to become Hebrew, both ancient and modern. And the Futhark runes all become like sort of like a proto-European, right? So like that translates into a lot of... um, germanic and latin like type languages okay eventually those become that um but they were used in super super ancient like um like religious sort of like sorcery type practices i wouldn't have expected that in the americas though well right so so they're not uncommon to be used in witchcraft though okay because they've sort of been passed on and you'll find remnants of them in like um, like the Solmonic texts and things like that. Which we like refer to actually a decent amount in this podcast. It comes up. We, we do. <laughs> we it comes do. up a lot. And, and so, they, so, um, so they're derived from that, which I think is really interesting. But they actually use the same symbols earlier in the movie, except if you look at the symbols themselves, they're all reversed from the way that they're supposed to be like made, the way that they're supposed to be penned, which is... Witches, which is a, um, <laughs> which is a sign of like evil energies, or it's it's oh. a, it's supposed to demarcate like a source of evil power. That just makes me think of red rum. It does. Mm. Very similar. Red rooms. Mm-hmm. That's creepy. Good very, eye. Very creepy. Okay. Very good. Well, eye. I'm not alone. I d- I don't immediately recognize Futhark ruins but i did recognize the hebraic ones because, yeah i you know. just recognized that this was some creepy shit <laughs> i was holding my breath this whole time i don't think my brain was getting much energy that's there fair. that's yeah. fair do okay you wanna, so then what happens since you Should relocated I? for this do you want to tell us how it ends i'll take us home as i hide under my blanket in my living room next to my dog yes there you go truly one of the scarier endings of any movie i've seen and i don't know i can't explain it it just is so they split up. Mike runs downstairs. Heather runs upstairs. And then we hear Josh screaming. And then we start to hear Mike screaming. We hear Mike say, Josh is in the basement. He runs downstairs. Heather is losing her mind. And then she runs down to the basement. And she, we get to see Mike because we get to see Mike's camera because Mike has a camera too. And Mike runs down to the basement. And then we just see him get knocked out and drop the camera. And everything goes silent. Then we get to see Heather's POV. She runs into the basement. And she's, like, looking for Mike. She finds Mike in the corner, just face in the corner like a little kid. And then something hits her, and the camera drops, and she goes silent, and that's it. 
And that's it. And Chris was looking at the corner of his room the whole time I said that. I won't look at you, especially considering you're just like a black figure now because <laughs> I'm just under a blanket. <laughs> Did not care for that. <laughs> okay, so I have something that might lighten the mood a little bit. Thank you, please. Yeah, so my it's always like a friend of a friend, but it is a friend of mine from school. Um, her boss is obviously a veterinarian, and he took obviously. his yeah he took his girlfriend in the 90s to go see this movie his girlfriend didn't like scary movies and then they went back to his place and she like went to the bathroom and then came back in the living room or something and he was just standing in the corner (gasps) rude (laughs) and she left the house screaming and he was like hey no like i'm kidding like come back in i'm kidding and she was like no like this is done (laughs) oh my god (laughs) that'd be the end of the date for me too end of date over. no way in hell that is literally Stories like that are why Nick, my fiance, and I have a no pranks in the house rule. Except for whoever gets Except ex- the peach that's fuzz right. mask. That's right. Whoever gets the peach fuzz mask from Creep gets a get out of jail free card. And now, <laughs> I'm, now I'm afraid to take the blanket off because I'm imagining Nick with a peach fuzz mask on. Oh Hold my on. God, it's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Nick is across the room and just said, yeah, this would be the perfect time. It would be. This would be the perfect He's, time. He has an ear-to-ear grin over there. <laughs> Nick, do you have the mask? Tell me now. No, he wouldn't be able to hold that in for more than 30 minutes. He'd drive to my employment. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> With the mask on. All right. Oh, my God. So that's, that's how it. the movie ends, and it's so captivating and so terrifying and it's so terrifying. simple. It is. It's very. It's a very simple movie. And but the thing is, Paranormal Activity is a simple movie. But this is a million light years away. Just, it's just better. It's just. It's better. just better. So much better. It's so much better. Um, let's see. I want to talk about the alternate endings really quickly because there are just a few. They didn't film all of them. I don't think they filmed any of them actually. But. Oh okay. Let me pull it up. Okay, so. A lot of people were confused by the ending. Yeah. Because, yeah. <laughs> it just stops. Everything just stops. But they were still really scared. So literally, they did a test screening, and they're like, okay, thanks for watching our movie. Now, raise your hand if you're scared. And 19 of 20 people put their hands up. Beautiful. And so they were like, perfect. It's a good movie. Let's do it. But the entertainment studio artisan entertainment said no like this is going to be confusing we want something more definitive like you need to show stuff and so they the directors were like we literally are out of dollar bills like we we're going to use our winnings to get some grilled cheese sandwiches and so the entertainment right. studio is said okay we'll give you some money that you need to shoot the ending so they did a couple of endings where um i don't know if they filmed all of them but they had a couple where most of it is just mike getting murdered so right. They yeah. sh- they show Mike, you know, hanging from a noose. They mm-hmm. show him being crucified like one of the little stick people. Gross. And then they show one of just him having like a bloody chest, which, ugh, no, that'd be boring. But in the end, they just ended up saying, we're going to use our original ending because the most scary things is stuff that's unexplained. Which is the majority of the rest of the movie, right? Like, exactly. I think it would have been out of character to it, see yeah. something overtly gruesome. I agree because you don't see anything. You get uh, some some teeth. That's it. Yeah. That's and like it. a titch of tongue, like not even a lot. A sm- just the tip. Just a little bit of tongue, <laughs> and a little blood sack. 
And some real human teeth. And some actual human teeth from a creepy Ugh. dentist. Yeah. I wonder if he like mailed the people whose teeth he used. Like, hey, by the way, your teeth are appearing in a major blockbuster film. <laughs> Sue me if you'd like to. Yeah. If that's not a, a violation of some kind. It has to be. Or it maybe has it is to now be. Because of this movie. Maybe. Teeth rights. Teeth rights. <laughs> All right. So now we have the weighty burden over our shoulders of ranking this movie. So if you guys are new to the podcast, uh, we do this every week. We have an online ranking system where we make our own scoreboard of all the movies we've ever seen. And, oh, my God, I'm just looking at the post you made on Tumblr of The Quiet Place, the I've Always Loved You. Yeah, I know. Oh, I my God. It. Oh, that's amazing. Okay, go check our Tumblr if you want to cry. And then yeah. we have also have our scoreboard. So right now, our top three are A Quiet Place, number one, then The Conjuring, and Oculus. Yes. And bottom three, have we have The Nun, Troll 2, and Jeepers Creepers. Yes, very appropriate. So this, at le- I think we can just save some time. This goes in the top half. Oh, easily. Okay. Yeah, it's definitely in the top half. Um, so questions. So how do we compare it to Creep? Because they're, Creep is the highest ranking um, found footage right now. Because hmm. Paranormal, we decided, wasn't a good movie. So. We did. <laughs> Paranormal is number 18. Creep yeah. is number 8. I got there. It's apples and oranges. I don't know how to. I know. I know it doesn't sound like it is, but it is. Oh, because they're total. They're, they're totally, totally different. different. Okay. Mm. I'm gonna give it to Creep. I agree. I think Creep was overall a better movie, but this movie definitely scared me more. We can put it above, right under Creep, right above Silent Night, Deadly Night. I think that's exactly where it belongs. I okay. totally agree. Oh, well, wow. We're getting along really well. We're doing well. much better than we used to. <laughs> yes. Maybe part of it's your mom telling you to be it's, nicer to it's me. It's the postcards for my mom saying, you got to let Chris <laughs> put his vote in. But no, I agree. Okay. So this is the new number nine. Number nine, on- which I think is good because we've done 24 episodes now. Yeah. Yeah. So at like... Kate just said you can check out our tumblr it's nightlighthorrormovieclub.tumblr.com and that's where we keep the scoreboard as well as show notes for every episode and then like just random posts about horror films yes and if you guys are interested in joining the nightlight horror movie club you can simply hit subscribe on wherever you're getting your podcast we do this probably every two weeks is probably what we're shooting for now that we have jobs our lives got really complicated real fast they did but they're smoothing out and you can just follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We share interesting trivia, cool pictures, and we psychoanalyze movies all week long. Mm-hmm. And so if you enjoyed this podcast, hopefully that means there's other people out there who will like it too. And we would love it if you could help us get get our podcast to those people. Yes, please. Um, and the best way to do that is by leaving a rating, leaving a review, whether that's on iTunes or wherever else. All these places have different algorithms. And the more reviews we get the more likely some they're like to advertise it to someone so and we read those personally can. and they make us happy and we do a little yes. happy dance 100 mm-hmm. percent. so um i think i actually picked blair witch last time you so, sure did that's shocking so what is our what is our next movie my friend oh let's see so i've thought long enough <laughs> I can't she's making this up right now <laughs> okay but long and hard 
about what our next episode is going to be because our next episode is episode number 25, our 25th Woo! episode of the podcast. And we've, I, can't, we've, I can't believe we've actually made it this far. We have come so far from two nerds with opposing opinions on horror. And now we have a semi-successful little podcast group. About two nerds with still yes, wildly still different Yes, still very opinions. different. <laughs> um, but I think that the best movie that we should do for episode number 25 is the movie that brought us together and also tore <gasps> us apart. The Babadook. The Babadook. Oh. For those this, of you guys. That is the movie that brought us together. It is. It is. Um, Chris and I, quick flashback, we met at research camp for vet I students. I really wish you wouldn't call it that. I it wish I had a better so name lame. for it. Okay. We did research stuff at Cornell together, and we lived, in a, and we lived in a frat house together, and we were total strangers, and I guess you should, you, should, you should say it, because I was just sitting there minding my own business watching a movie. Yeah. So, Kate and... I think a couple other people, you were like showing this movie to someone. Well, anyways. I was trying to show it to Carolyn, but she left. Yeah. So you're all sitting in the living room watching this movie and I wander in innocent and starry eyed. I'm like, oh, what's going on? What are you guys doing? And you're like, oh, we're watching this um, New Zealand independent film. And I was like, <laughs> oh, interesting. And so I sit down for like a millisecond. <laughs> and then I'm like, is this a scary movie? <laughs> And you're like, I mean, it's a horror film, technically. I'm like, bye. <laughs> Not interested. And you had to sleep in my room that night. I did. I saw like a millisecond of it, mm-hmm. and I had to sleep in your room that night. And, and we were not really friends. <laughs> with stories about the evil man in your closet, which I still totally believe in to this day. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Really I happened. did tell Chris about a man that I said lived in my closet. <laughs> But yeah, and that's how we became friends. That doesn't sound like we became friends, but we did. Yeah, I mean, we, <laughs> yeah, that w- that was definitely the beginning of it. And I, I, I mean, to this day, I still haven't actually seen the movie, despite having sent you potentially hundreds of memes hundreds about of memes. him being an LGBTQ hero. He is an LGBTQ icon, and we are going to explain that next time. Oh yeah, there's so much. There's so there. much. But yeah, I think we're going to do the Babadook um, next week, or I guess next time, I should say. Yeah, whenever we get to it. To in two weeks. We'll do it in two weeks. Yes, we will. All right. Well. All right. Oh, my God. Babadook. Oh, my God. Wait. And we're going to be doing the Babadook. It's going to be our first episode with me being a doctor, because I'll get my doctorate. <gasps> ah! Oh, my God. And I won't be yet. So and you won't you. be. <laughs> our schools are just on slightly different schedules. Chris has failed a few rotations. I have not. <laughs> it's fine. I am boarded. I have passed my exams. <laughs> I literally just need to graduate now. It's All fine, right. Chris. It's okay that you're not going to be a doctor and I am. Oh, my God. <laughs> fine. Have it that way if you want. I do want. Okay. All right. Well, I guess that's it. Um, if you guys have a movie you want us to cover, you can drop a line to our email address. It's nightlighthorrormovieclub at gmail.com. And I have nothing else to say. Do you have anything else? Nope. Sounds about good. All right. Well, that concludes our weekly meeting, and we will see you guys next time. See you next time. Bye.